0: Global series is underway. Seems like we've waited forever. And we still haven't got the leaves.
1: No, not yet. Day five. But this game is heating up, boys. It was 4 0 Ottawa. It is 4 4. Really? Yes.
0: And we are a real kipper and born on Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, and Sportsnet Plus from 4 to 6 p.m. and wherever you download. Your pod, and apparently, there's a few people wanting us back on YouTube. And you did by it by chance in the future. If you don't catch our show live on the many platforms, you can always go to YouTube and pull it up from there. Fascinating. Not really. No, I don't know.
1: I put us everywhere. And I, don't figure it out. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so day five
0: without the Toronto Maple Leaf hockey, you just mentioned the Ottawa Senators blowing a four nothing lead, good and this lord. is
1: after two. If we're going to be up to date, yes, this is after it's at the second intermission right now. I mean, what a show for these fans overseas, though. I mean, good lord, yeah, I saw people googling, not googling, but requesting the Swedish word for um, ass kicking. You know, and, and trying to, when it was 4 nothing, but things done changed.
0: Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, we got a terrific show for you in our Toronto Maple Leaf Hour Edition. In about seven or eight minutes, we got Colby Armstrong, former Toronto Maple Leaf, and presently co-host of Chicklets Game Notes and TV analyst for the Penguins and commercial entrepreneur, <laughs> pushing everything from, I don't know, uh, meat pies to insurance He's it's, everywhere.
1: It's tough to make fun of the Desjardins commercials because they're so nice and sweet. I don't know. Have you ever met Kipper, I think you'll figure it out. <laughs> but, Colby.
0: That's why they, they took a long pass on me doing those commercials. I yeah. mean, like, hey, kid, come here. Get over here. <laughs> Buy insurance. <laughs> Are you insurance? Do you have a will? And Colby's so sweet. Yes. Very sweet. And then uh, in about half an hour, we're going to welcome in Jason Bukala, former NHL scout, Sportsnet NHL analyst. He always does a terrific job. So we're going to get right into it on Zdorov and Tan of possible fit for the Leafs, and where he truly sees them Mm -hmm. as a scout, and the value and what the Leafs need to give up. We'll get his thoughts a little later on in the show, but we continue to wait for the Toronto Maple Leafs in Detroit, and we'll see if... Detroit's coming into that game tomorrow afternoon, two o'clock Eastern puck drop Yep, hot or feeling like they, they let one slip away.
1: Well, either way you like that this is a hotly contested game and hopefully it drains all their resources and goes to overtime and everyone pulls a hamstring or two and the Leafs can, <laughs> you know, have a, have a decent go tomorrow.
0: For all right.
1: A while. Uh Let's
0: start with uh, Willie Nylander, because he seems to be the, uh, the flavor of the week for sure over in Sweden.
1: Oh, yes. Bell the ball, baby. He is.
0: He is. Uh, I wrote an article today, my, my weekly article on Willie Nylander.
1: Do you have AI do it now? Is that what you do? Uh,
0: AI can't do what I do. <laughs> I appreciate, you know, where it's, it's come a long way in a yeah. very short period of time, but they're not the real kipper. They're not. No.
1: No. But it is. It was a good article. Uh, would you like to give us the premise? Or? The
0: premise is that uh, whatever we thought Willie was worth as early as two months ago, and that includes the Toronto Maple Leafs who have made multiple efforts to get him signed. Now,
1: that was my first take- take- takeaway. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. Sure. But my first takeaway reading your article, I think in the second or third paragraph, it's like, you know, their first offer to Nylander was two or $3 million light. And I was like their first offer. I didn't know that. So since Tree Living has been the GM, they have. Oh made an yeah, offer.
0: they've been. They would love to get him signed, and you know I, I don't know where it begun to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if if you're the Leafs, I think if you would have just kind of played along in this uh, in the early stages of negotiations, it might have started with an eight. No wait, do do? I listen no. just okay. just to start.
1: So you think they made him an offer that low? I think
0: it was really low. I don't know what the number is, yeah. but there's a few around me that say it was it was not anywhere near where it needed to be or at least work it work itself.
1: This is when it's an advantage to have yeah. a guy like Nylander who's not like, oh, I'm yeah. so offended, I'll leave." He's just like, "No." Now,
0: not good it, I believe that at some point in the summer, they they would have started low. And then what I like to get to nine and a half. Nine and a half, nine six, nine seven. But where it's going now is top ten status.
1: Top ten status, huh? Top
0: ten status.
1: In the national league. In the (sighs)
0: national league. Do you have I asked you earlier, do you have the list of top ten? So we do know. This year it's, uh, this year and next year, it will be Austin Matthews because Connor McDavid is not uh, up. So we assume that Pedersen's going to get a hefty raise. Now he's got another year uh-huh. uh, before he becomes a, a UFA, but I don't think anybody sees him passing Austin Matthews just yet. Can he deliver a Stanley Cup? Can he deliver 120 points? We know where the top three scores in the league are right now. They're all out of Vancouver. Yep. But he is a type of guy that if if the magic continues in Vancouver, how high can he go on his next contract? But there's no question right now that the Willie Camp believes that he can be a top paid player all between right,
1: so- one and ten. So give us give us a little background on. And who's there now? All right, so looking at next year, making sure this is next year, you got Matthews' is number one, 13.25. And then you got McKinnon, McDavid, Panarin, Carlson, Pasternak, Doughty, Dalene, Tavares, Marner. That's your top ten. At 10.9 is Mitch Marner's number.
0: And somewhere in between. For you,
1: the top ten. Yay, we <laughs> did it. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> and somewhere in between,
0: I think Willie sees himself. Now, how much more realistic is that today than it was a few months ago?
1: Yeah, it's not out of the question because I think if you're a free agent and there's plenty of teams who would say, yeah, we'll give you, you know, 11 times 7. I think teams would do that in a heartbeat and the Leafs obviously can do the extra year. Um, And that's big. The extra year, yeah.
0: The extra year is big. And the other thing that's really big for the Toronto Maple Leafs is that they can give you cash up front. They yeah, they're go, not afraid to front-load it. They can go $15, $16 million, and they can do uh, $13, $14 million one lump sum Yeah, mm. uh, on a signing bonus, which excites any financial advisor
2: out H-
1: there. How would you ever leave your house and not just stare at your bank account the day that hits?
2: That feels like, I would I just assume that feels really. real. Just be sitting on the couch, are advantages. <laughs> the app open.
0: Those are advantages. Now, does does that make, Willie and his representative, uh, Lewis Gross, go, okay, then maybe we can work out a number that reflects a little bit of that upfront money. But, guys, like, unless Willie feels very generous, which we don't believe that's ever been the case with him from the moment he sat out uh, on his last contract for three months, that this guy is going to give them any type of discount.
2: So... $88 million, to matches jersey number. is what you're looking at here. Hey, you know, Marner so got his jersey you. number. So Matthews did. Does that really play? matter? So but, you th- – no. no, no, I'm just alluding to that. Do yeah. so you think that if they had done this in the regular se- – like at the start of the regular season, it was 9-5 – Nine six I in that range. I, I do believe that would have been a nice number that the Leafs would be would have been comfortable with. Okay, but the, I thought you meant that was what the Willie Camp would have been comfortable with. They've all, have they always I wanted ten. I, I don't
0: know. Before yeah. the season started, I, I don't.
2: I, I can't speak of that.
1: So can the Leafs do it?
0: Yes, and and, and basically the uh, the rest of my article is it's going to be rather. Uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of juggling in terms of future contracts, and I named a handful of guys that are on the one-year deal. The issue is, though, to make up for the money that Willie's going to have, yep. it could be just Klingberg's money alone, right? Because he's Pack going from seven to, 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 to... So just give give him the four, but then if that's the case, then you've eaten up all your new money coming in and you have nothing more than the same team you have now. You're just going back to last year's cap. Like that, this year's but, cap,
1: but that's if, well. Not if you're taking but, Klingberg's money, but, then it's Klingberg's money, not the cap.
0: But then, if if you're taking all of those guys back, that means no raises for, for anybody, right? And that also means and we know.
1: And some, that also means that uh, Brody's coming off,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and Klingberg, Bertuzzi, Brody, Domi, Samsonov. Yeah. You have at twenty one point two. So can you can you bring all
0: those guys back on new deals at the same amount of money? No. No, but you not. also don't want to. Yeah. Of course not. So there's a dilemma here. Yeah. Is that you're going to have to almost think that just to get Willie back next year, mm-hmm. that you have to weaken the rest of your lineup because you've got to replace those one-year deals and you can't necessarily replace them with the same amount of money.
1: Well, it's one of those things, right? So the cap goes up $4 million, and a couple million of that goes to Matthews, you know, compared to previous years. Klingberg comes off you know, you're looking to replace him at then minimum. So you're right. That doesn't make you any weaker. No. But you're looking to improve, not just tread water. You know, depends what happens with a lot of these guys. Bertuzzi, Brody, Domi. I see your point, but, you know, the cap going up and having money coming off does give them some options. You, where were you taking this then? What, what do you see yeah. is what's going to have to happen in your mind?
0: Well, the but, the thing is, is if you now are willing to pay Willie Nylander 11. Mm-hmm. 11 and a half, whatever that number ultimately gets to. Oh
1: boy. Um, if I'm
0: 11 and a It about oh, easy. easy. Holy. Oh,
2: 11 and a half. No, if I would have told Just you. Go, by the end thanks. of the show, oh it's going to be 14. Sammy, Is he pastor if, now here? If,
0: if, if I would have told you <laughs> 11 two months ago, you would have reacted same the same. 100%. The same. No question. If it's 11, then it's where, where do you value now? uh Tavares and Marner moving forward mm-hmm. and Marner is the tricky one in
1: what you in what way
0: in what way is like uh do you do you, do you keep him do you resign him mm-hmm. and if you do what's that number uh. he's at eleven now, and can yeah, you he's afford that? 11. but you can't yeah. you you can't keep uh Austin. yeah. Marner on a new contract, Willie's new contract that would have been a, a year old, yeah. and then Tavares still has next year at eleven. It, it, the math doesn't add up for next year. Doesn't for add next up next year, yeah, right. So now maybe puts Marner in play a lot more if they sign this contract with Willie.
1: So you, we got to guess. Do all right, gotta, we got we got we yeah, we yeah, we'll, 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 we'll pick up pick this up, conversation
0: yeah. after we bring in Colby Armstrong, who. Um, is just, do, are, oh, you hey, are you ever home? Hey, background. You, okay, what do we have in the background? We got beer, we got, yeah. uh, have we got insurance Saskatchewan back there? flag or what? Thanks for dressing up boys, for our show.
3: Well, yeah, I'm I'm going to work tonight. You know, Sammy's hounding me. He's like, hey, can I get you? Can I get you? Oh, my God. And, and then two minutes ago, he's like, we do a Zoom, so I got it all done up. <laughs> we got the Pens game tonight, boys. Pens versus Devils. Five in a row. We got, what is this over here? We got me. Riding an eagle, <laughs> carrying a Saskatchewan flag. Sick. Shout out to everyone in Saskatchewan. All my teams over here that I played for, the city of bridges in the background, some ocean, and then a, and then a mountain, and then a sun. Could not
0: like look it? any cooler, man. So was that? Is that artwork <laughs> done by your kids
3: or? No. This is by a world-famous local Pittsburgh guy named Cody Sable who's like a speed finger painter, guys. This guy's unbelievable. He can paint people upside down turn it over and there it is and he does it in like five minutes so wow i asked him he's a buddy of mine if he could do this and wow. uh he got her done for me but, but this is where i do like podcasting and stuff so i just set up back down in here tonight
0: you are the co-host of chicklets game notes and you do a terrific job with with the pittsburgh penguins but uh just want to get into the leafs with you uh we do know that the, the global series is underway ottawa and detroit mm-hmm. right now going into the third here just your experiences internationally over your career, uh, spending any time over there, trying to get used to everything. How big of an adjustment uh, when you dealt with international play?
3: Yeah, it's, it's a lot, I think. And and playing world championships twice, once in Moscow, once in, uh, in Switzerland um, and just the time change. I, I don't, I don't know what that's like for those guys. I was just with the Penguins on an eight day trip out in California and I was dragging, man, that that's, that's tough to do. And, you know, these guys can go out there and, and perform and light it up. What's the score right now in that game, by the way? The last I saw was 4-4. Uh, it was, yeah, still 4-4. 4-4. So boys are going to town over there. But, you know, the food, they're getting shown around a bunch. I, I'm, I'm sure it's not just for the NHL. It's not just the hockey. It's it's showcasing the stars and giving them experience. And, um, you know, a guy like Nylander, who's in his home country, uh, and others on on every team that that's over there, and, um You know all the ex-superstar swedes that are there as well and and you know so it's a big event it's it's a a lot to take on and i imagine it's a lot to take on while slamming in games that actually count on your schedule as well so kind of crazy it's like playing the outdoor game guys i played in that first one the first winter classic Mm -hmm. and i was like after the game i was kind of like did that really count as a real game (laughs) like (laughs) is that two points for real so um yeah i think it's i i think it's a lot for them to undertake with time change you know, playing your game and, and, you know, all the off-ice extracurricular activities as well surrounding just the game itself or the games.
1: Colby, I know this is supposed to be our, like, least force of the show, but while we have you on, I'd love to ask you about those Penguins. Yesterday we were talking about them and they just win now, you know, after such a rough start. What's changed there?
3: Um, yeah, I, I, they've been saying all along, they've been saying, look, we've, we're, we're close. We can feel things coming along. They've got in a completely different bottom six. They've added Carlson. Who's, you know, a pretty particular player with his skill set. And I think those skill guys have to feel a certain way, have to understand what's going on. And Carlson's so automatic, like he sees everybody on the ice. So for him to kind of settle in and, um, and start to produce which he, which he is right now. He's, he's lighting it up right now for them Um, has been a, a, a a big difference, but it's just taken some time. It's taken some time. And you know what, for, for everything at the start of the year, when I was watching them going, Oh, it doesn't look that good. Like what's going on here. How's this going to go to them? You know, going on the road to California and getting on a little bit of a tear San Jose. Hey, like San Jose just sparked them big 10 goal game for them. (laughs) It just got everybody feeling good. Yeah. (laughs) Just line it up with San Jose, but I I think it was uh it was it was it was an opportunity for them though to kind of go oh oh we got to figure it out here a little bit with their back against the wall early uh and then just a little bit of time as well as well for them to to sort things out but they look fast now it's crazy to say but they they're they're playing fast people say they're old people say they're slow and I could see that but and it, obviously for the last 4 years right guys it's watching them has been you know what's going on here. So they right now they're playing a fast, hard, aggressive game, and um, yeah, they're they're winning games. They're finding ways ways to win games as well.
0: We're talking to Col- Colby Armstrong, Arm Dog, co-host host of Chicklet's Game Notes. Hey, uh, even early in 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 their season, there's some games I I I didn't mind them that badly, but uh, I thought Jari always was the second best goalie when I watched early and. Now, all of a sudden, he's settling in as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. And you know what happened, Kippy? And I don't know if I've seen this from him in his time in Pittsburgh. They lost to Anaheim uh, on a shorthanded goal in the last 12 seconds of the game before they left to California. And after that game, it was a McTavish breakaway, and he buried it to to win the game. Uh, And after the game, he took the heat. Like he said, I got to be better. I've never seen him do that. He, He just really took ownership um, and then talking to Mike Sullivan, he just thinks that's just maturity with him, you know, just just him, um, you know, stepping up in front of his teammates. I think that goes a long way with with your teammates, too. Right. When you take ownership and say, hey, that's on me. I got to be better. And he just gone out there and 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 played lights out, got knocked out of a game, shared a shutout that game uh, with Hellberg, who's up here right now. But since then, he's been been on fire. He leads the league with three shutouts. Um, you know, he's making saves when he has to. And, you know, he's kind of turned the corner and found his game. But you're right. At the start of the year, he was floundering, couldn't find his game. It was, uh-oh, what's going on, obviously, after that new contract that they uh, extended him with. And, uh, you know, right now he's riding a real nice wave, though, as his team's doing really well. And it's a lot to do with him. Uh, yeah, Sid's on fire. Sid's on fire. Uh, Ka- uh, Carlson's on fire. Gensel's on fire. But Tristan Jari's played really well. Yeah, it goes a long way getting your
1: goaltender playing well. You know, yeah. We've been sitting here discussing uh, the Leafs as a crisis team for a lot of this year. They won a couple games last weekend. The record's starting to come around a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts on, I, w- I would characterize it as a slow start for the Leafs. Some of the new players haven't integrated themselves all that well. Yeah.
3: You know, What are your thoughts on what's taken them a little while to get going with this new new look Leafs team? Like, I feel like there's so much chatter around this team with, Uh, physicality right so they go and get some guys that have a little bit of bite um, and that's kind of been like a hot button issue with the with those with those players you know Reeves has taken it uh, Domi at times has taken it um, and it's and it's you know situations where you know the Lilligren non-fight situation it's it's just it's it's crazy on one side of the things when you've got a team that's you know really built for you know scoring and skill and offensive ability uh, and, and, and for it to be such a hot button topic with the physicality part, then we got Giordano scrapping, we got guys stepping up and guys going nuts and filling in, in that area. And, you know, Giordano's a guy that's always been able to do that. He always has like, where did that go? Why is it? Why just now? Why couldn't he have been in the guy? I know he's a little older. Um, but, uh, you know, a situation where I think that's inside him and part of his game. So are they trying to figure it out still? Yeah. A little bit. Do they struggle at times defensively? And the question mark maybe is. What's in the net? I think that's going to happen. Um, but I think they're always going to be in a conversation and a threat when you've got the stars that they have. Willie Nylander's a beast this year. Matthews is scoring like crazy. Um, and, and I think that's what they have to sink their teeth in is being that kind of team. That's just that's just what they are.
0: Colby, speaking of Willie Styles, uh, a lot of talk here. And just prior to you coming on air, we were talking about what it could cost the Leafs to bring him back. Yeah, oh and just uh, and, and, and in Pittsburgh, you got Gensel, who's looking for a new contract mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and he's going to be in a situation, much like uh, Willie, of uh, getting a, a hefty raise here. Where are you on both these guys, both these clubs, on how long they can fish before they got to cut bait with a cap that's up against it?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a situation, right? And 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 I think every team's different as far as who's up, who's off the books next year, who they can afford, how these pieces are going to fit. Uh, I know Gensel kind of has a little bit of a rap going against him, right? It's, it, it's always going to be that weight. Like what can he do if he's not playing with Sidney Crosby? What kind of player is he? And that's what they'll say. Like, they're going to say that even though he's a, he's a, uh, an elite scorer, right? He's been a, a undercover elite score in this league for a number of years, but it kind of falls to the side of going, yeah, you know what? That's mostly because of Sid. Um, I do think he's really good. I do think he's really smart. I do think he's a really good goal scorer. I think he's a crafty player that plays, I wouldn't say physical, but he's aggressive and gets into hard areas. Um, But in the case of, of Willie and and Jake, the price tag, I I don't know when you're, when you're up against the cap, even the pens are are fighting the cap too. They're right to the right to the ceiling um, and capped out. So Looking into the future, what that number's gonna be. And I'm hearing Willie. What are you guys saying? Eleven? What are Ooh, you guys saying? That's
1: what this guy's saying, the guy who knows stuff. I don't know yeah. stuff.
3: We were on the Marnsy you know- one, bud. Kippy was on the Marnsy. He had it. <laughs> <laughs> he had it. Kippy loves the cap. Kippy loves going for those. <laughs> but I I think he's probably right. Why wouldn't you if you're Willy? He already held out to when November of the one year and uh, you know, for his last deal, like look at the game he's playing look how important he is he's even got a darn shorthanded goal this year so it's uh yeah just these these kind of important players that sneak up on you when you're stacked already and it's kind of been a situation with the Leafs forever right really top heavy really top heavy with their big guys so you look to balance out a little bit
0: no salary cap uh dealing with uh spitting chicklets is there for you
3: no, oh, I haven't heard, but I'm sure it's internal. You know, <laughs> 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 you All know right. how this business works, boys. <laughs> Listen,
0: you look like a million bucks. For those of you that you can watch him on our on our platforms, uh, and uh, yeah, terrific job. I don't know if it, maybe a, a pigeon would have been more suitable. You ride than the eagle, than an eagle. <laughs>
3: Uh, that's great. Uh, that's good, Jiffy. You still got it, buddy. Thanks, you pal. Still got it. Yeah, hey, I gotta love that. Cancer night tonight in Pittsburgh. Uh, hockey. Uh, just everybody, you know, good give stuff. some love to people in the battle. Great anyway, job, Colby. Colby. Thanks for
0: joining us, man. Thanks, pal. Have a great night, Colby hey, Armstrong.
3: Hey, we gotta get
1: that finger painting guy to do our backdrop here. What do you think? Get us, get us painted up.
0: Yes. Um, You're in, <laughs> or we can get any. Great, too. <laughs> <So,
2: laughs> I'll get my daughter. We've seen some awesome ones so far, right? Like, McCarty had a really cool one.
1: Yeah, good backdrop. I'm trying to think
2: of the other ones that we've had, With that one, I mean, Mac is, nice. Mac is just like him in front of like Mac, a blinding sun. never know son. where he is. <laughs> yeah, he was he... at Junior Sopranos house the one time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, I like the. I love that. I yeah. appreciate a good backdrop.
0: See, the challenge for the Leafs with the salary cap is – they're okay in two years when Tavares falls yes, off. as Soon as
1: that eleven's gone,
0: it's next year that is the huge dilemma. It's and that if,
1: Minnesota Wild thing where you're short-term screwed, but you're okay so after if, that? If
0: you just if you just look at the the math and go backwards, it it dries up real quick because you got Austin at thirteen two, five, and then you got potentially Willie at eleven. You got Tavares for eleven for two more years. You got Marner at eleven ten nine for two more years and then let's not forget morgan at seven and a half that's 53 million dollars for a cap that is at 88 Mm -hmm. which leaves you like mid-30s for 16 17 guys
1: yeah it's truly the timing of one deal if tavara's deal ended a year sooner yeah you would
2: be laughing so can i ask you because you've alluded to this you alluded to this i think maybe last week all the shows blend together but internally, with Marner and Nylander and where they're valued with the with the organization, and that yeah. you had alluded to the fact that maybe Nylander had nudged himself in front of marner you still you still feel that way well it it,
0: it certainly feels like it's it's leaning towards yeah. that i got to be honest with you that yeah. uh it just seems that uh Willie's hot right now, and willie's the favorite 31 flavor I'll, right now. I'll
1: take us back to some of our more intense arguments last yeah. season or whatever about Mitch Marner. And you had mentioned at the time that there were some perceived slights about bonuses and, mm. you know, the way he was handled. There were some. Sure. Slights. Yeah. Some, you know, that he yeah didn't, it
0: never he, really got off to a great start for Mitch Marner.
1: Right. And now Willie is playing well and they're talking about more money for him and is he slotted in higher than him. You know, maybe Mitch again feels a little bit. Do you think that there is a piece of Mitch that would well welcome playing somewhere else?
0: He, he loves Toronto. He's from here. Yep. And he takes great pride in that. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it, no matter how sometimes you, you get there, the most important thing is that you arrive. And even when Mitch Marner had the 10.9, mm-hmm. he went through a year or two where he Everybody didn't think he was worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm, you questioned his contract at ten point nine did. at the time.
1: I, I have said a... that he's worth his money for sure, but, but that but other he, people at that time yes, like ranting and yeah, sign nine Exactly. Yeah, I right? mean, yeah.
0: he had to really raiding point signed around that time for he, not very much. He had to like fight tooth and nail for people to believe that he was worth ten point nine. 100%. And Austin's never gone through that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Willie a little bit at at six nine. Mm-hmm. Don't you remember? People were screaming. Oh God, it yeah. was crazy. Yeah, he was. Awful. But, right. When he came back from signing that contract, uh, when he missed year. half the year, he was so bad. And that's but, what really kicked that off.
0: There is a sense that there, in, in two years, there's going to be this boom that the cap will continue to climb up. And in a short while, it'll be 90, 95. Yeah. <laughs> and whether it's Mitch Marner, whether it's Connor McDavid, Leon yeah. uh they're thinking now... 13s, 15, 15s.
2: The, the AAV. Matthews number
1: is going to look good. I've said that from the beginning. It is
2: going to look good. Yeah, for the 20 minutes it's signed for in Toronto. What do you mean? The, the four year contract. It's like, yeah, it'll look good for the four years until it's, it's 17.
1: Four years. Yeah, yeah, I, you yeah. Know, I
2: hate But it.
0: I, I agree with JB that uh, it, it was a discount. It's, it's going to look like a discount uh, yeah. in a year or two. Mm-hmm. So. If If the Leafs are not willing to take Mitch Marner on another hundred plus point season uh at at thirteen fourteen, he can go we believe that he can go get it somewhere else. Okay. and that's the decision that he's going to have to make in two years, or the Leafs can make it for him and well. say, "We're not going there, therefore we're going to move you now mm-hmm. And but- whether or not he he says yes or no because he has a no move. Is anybody's guess.
2: But I got to ask all three, well, all two of, uh, two of you, and then I'll include myself in this. Who would you rather have?
1: Uh, well, I'll answer that. Go uh, ahead.
2: You, uh, you you first. You jump.
1: My answer is tomorrow or in eight years. Because eight years from now, when these deals are going to be still in existence, I want Mitch. I trust that Barner's going to have longevity. He's, yep. you know, this elite vision. Yep. He's a hockey player. Yeah. I don't know that Willie's still going to be wanting to you know drive the net and yeah. be strong and whatever in seven, eight years. I, I don't stu- know that. I still go Mitch. But I'll tell you yeah. this. I've seen the playoffs the last couple of years, and I'll take the way Willie's looked.
2: For sure. So, short
0: term, I might still yeah. be a Willie. And I look over the body of work over the last few years. The one guy that's conscientious on his own zone. 100%. Never, uh, always is responsible. Penalty killer. uh, Ice, uh, uh Just 200 200 feet. I, I, I got to stick with Mitch Marner over over Willie. Yeah. I just...
1: I, listen, that's the right answer. But he's also... He is going to get paid more than him. Than Willie, I would assume. Right? He's not going to get 11 if Willie gets 11.
0: Oh, Mitch? Yeah. Mitch is going up.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. So, is going the up. Price you know, is going this, up. this ain't apples to
2: apples, yeah, right? No, no. It's no. apples to apples plus two yes. yeah. like I... Both and, of them are going to haunt you when they leave. My, but they're just, to me, the upside of Marner... Haunting you, as a, I'm talking from a fan's perspective, is a lot higher than Willie's haunt factor to me.
0: My last line in my article today in the Toronto Star was if Kyle Dubas taught us anything on his way out, it's you can't have your cake and eat it too. Meaning that even if you found a way to sign Willie, Marner, Tavares, and Matthews moving forward... It's still too top-heavy. It still leaves you vulnerable in the back end. It doesn't work.
1: It didn't work, and I'll say, uh, so I agree. I you can't sit here and say, I can't sit here and say that it worked because it didn't work. I can't make that defense. I do think they got seriously screwed by the pandemic and the flat cap. The idea was that when they signed all these guys to the long-term deals, the cap goes up, you have room, you can do more things. Mm. They got in a position where they had to have shoestring guys and it never yeah. happened for them. So I, it's I, tough to see I, that. I,
0: for I, I don't care. They could have they...
1: <laughs> seen the pandemic coming. <laughs> no,
0: no, they couldn't have seen the pandemic coming. They could have seen that it was coming out and you needed to move somebody that you didn't have to double and triple down on the four guys. You had plenty of time to not use the pandemic as an excuse and pick one, especially the last few years. Yeah. When you've watched it over and over again and going, the imbalance just doesn't work. They need a five or $6 million defense back there. I think who's, they thought they could have afforded who's, one. Who's going? Pick yeah. one.
1: Yeah, no, and I, I agree that, listen, it didn't work out in the end. And were they to know that the cap was going to stay there, I bet you they would have handled things differently. They didn't. It didn't work. So, yeah, it may come down to now having to make some sort of choice. But, yeah, tough spot.
0: Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Jason Bucala, former NHL scout, will get his thoughts on the value of Zadorov and Tanev, two names that we've heard a lot out of the Calgary Flames and the link to the Toronto Maple Leafs through General Manager Brad Tree Living, and the potential of them becoming Toronto Maple Leafs. That and more when we return on The Real Kipper and Bourne Show.
2: Diving deep into Leafs, Raptors, Jays, and NFL. The J.D. Bunker's podcast. Subscribe and download the show
4: on
3: Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: That's just a lot.
0: All right, let's pick this up where we left it off on the Toronto Maple Leaf Hour edition of the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Let's welcome in Jason Bukla, former NHL scout, sports net NHL analyst, and a very busy guy because he's watching all these games. And uh, safe to say, when you watch hockey players, it's no different than the stock market, eh? It's up, it's down, it's in the toilet.
4: Time to buy, time to sell. Yeah. I mean, you know.
0: And where? Yeah, all the above. And, Book, where is uh, the Calgary Flames in all all of this? Because we saw them with a a good win the other night. And, you know, there's certain markets and certain teams you can't tip your hand too fast to the season ticket holder and just throw away the next 65 games or so. So where do you see Calgary in specific? That blue line led with some, some nice pieces that Brad Tree Living could be interested in.
4: Very uncomfortable position to be in, guys. I mean, there's obviously the slow start. I mean, they would have to run the table just for some perspective here. Um, they'd have to play at about a 735 clip, I think, between now and playoffs just to get in. Like if they if they decided that that was the route they were going to go. You also have to figure that down the road even further, you know, we're building a new rink. And, you know, when we get into the new facility, You know, it's like a shiny new toy at the beginning, but sooner than later, when the ticket price is going to be whatever it is at that time, you know, you want to have a product on the ice that's going to fill the building. So this is a very uncomfortable position that Calgary's in. But as far as the back end goes, Kipper, I mean, obviously Tanev, obviously, uh, you know, Zadorov, Hannifin, clearly. Um, I think that uh you know the the leaves we know the leaves are swimming in these waters we uh, you know I understand it you understand it we also understand what the fit would look like we know it would be a good fit but I'm having a real hard time putting the cost association together to make it fit uh on a variety of levels um obviously the salary caps the first one but then the cost of goods as well and um you know like i, I look back even to the some it all has to do with time. you talk about stock market examples again let's talk about timing like at, uh, in June, Montreal trades with Colorado for Alex I And he's not a defenseman, but I'm just talking cost of goods here. You know, Gianni Fairbrother, defensive prospect, a 2023 first, which was the 31st pick overall, and a 223 second, which turned out to be the 37th pick overall for Alex Newhook. So, um, you know, that's just one example. The Provorov deal, you know, a first and a, and a second for Provorov. So, You know, if you start to look at their draft capital, the Leafs, that is, even beyond, um, you know, their salary cap restraints or constraints. um, Tough, tough puzzle to piece together at this time of year.
1: You know, we've talked about, you know, we sit here and bandy about trades because the Leafs aren't playing. It's kind of what we're doing right now. And trying to, you know, classify their different assets in terms of value. You know, they have a first round pick. They got, you know, Nyes is a bright young prospect, Minton, Cowan. Kind of how do you power rank their assets um, in, in terms of what they could acquire, what, what they could move to acquire help? The
4: depth of it isn't great, guys. Like it's, oh. you know... when when you're taking a look at, so you threw out those three names. I mean, I have zero appetite to trade nice right now. I mean, that's, that's not in the, that's not in the discussion. Minton's coming off a fantastic training camp, but here's the thing with prospects. And, um, you know, I've gone through this before when we've, we've traded out prospects and, you know, with the teams that I've been with and, don't fall too in love with your prospects until they arrive. And then when they arrive and they have a slot and they burn the slot, now you're talking a whole different level of pedigree. So when we're talking about the Mittens and the Calvins, they're a feel-good story for now. They're coming off great training camps. They're their top assets. Like, if we start going down to the Nemelas of the world or the Hirvindens of the world, um, you know, we're, we're really starting to get into categories that, aren't going to drive value in a trade, you know, and that's no disrespect to those players. I'm just trying to compare them to the other teams out there that are going to be shopping in the same, you know, aisle at the supermarket for these defensemen and it's a tough spot to be in. So you're looking at, you know, at least the first while well, you are looking at a first-round pick, that's a given. I mean, historically we already know that that's what and if you're trading at this time of year, it's going to be uber expensive. It's already more expensive at the trade deadline, but when you start trying to make deals in November, um, guys, you know this. It's very expensive to make a deal at this time of year because there's just not a lot of runway. So they're going to uh, they can wait a couple of weeks and the price just gets exponentially more expensive.
0: We're talking to Jason a former NHL scout. Um, can, can you speak of it, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, Kyle Dubas left the Leafs with no second-round picks for three years.
1: That sounds right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let me just ask you, in terms of a scouting staff, a general manager, a first-round a first pick to a second-round pick, the gap is minimal compared to how scouts view the difference between a second-round pick and a third-round pick. How, how difficult does Brad Living's job because Dubas left him with no second-round picks for the next three years is my, my ask.
4: I'll double down on it. It's a great ask. It's a super example. You know, I'm looking over the grid right now, Kipper. They also don't have their first in uh, 25. So, you know, no seconds for the next three years. Um, the third that they own this year is the Islanders, who have been fairly pedestrian up to this point in time. So that could qualify as a feeling, little kind of like a late second, if you will. But they've got two first-round picks, 24 and 26, and they have no seconds. I mean, this is this is really, really difficult. I can't I can't stress enough to everybody that this is about as weak a position you can be sitting in compared to other potential suitors for the same players. This isn't a good spot. Imagine this. Imagine they throw it at the wall and they say, we're going to throw in our 2024 first or our 26 uh, first, obviously lottery protected. But then you've got no picks in the first and the second round. Yeah for the next three years. So if it doesn't go right, where are we a year from now when the three of us can be in and we start having conversations if they get knocked out in the second round again? Is
0: it, before you jump no, in, no, no. is this stuff that can really damage a, a franchise for the next five, ten years?
4: Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. you're. So I listened to Borny before you guys went to break, and, you know, here's where I'm conflicted because... Yes, there was a pandemic. Yes, it went flat cap. There's a lot of things that were out of control, humanly impossible to predict. Let's just say that, okay? But having said that, even in a perfect world, if the cap would have gone up to a certain level, I'm suggesting to you guys that you still, like money's money, but you're so top heavy with where you spent all your dollars to plane it out all over the roster. It makes it extremely difficult to piece this together. So, uh, kipper they are as close to being really good and as close to potentially falling off a cliff for 5 years that's a, it's it's a it's a tight it's a really tight rope they're walking right there the one thing
1: i wonder too in hearing you talk about this is does it hinder your ability to get and keep good scouts when if you're trying to hire me and i'm a scout and i look at what you got and i go ah i don't think i want to you know I, maybe this isn't the place for me would that affect your ability to hire good
4: people not at, not at all no. no no it's like you know you you guys have been in the game at the highest level it's an honor to be part of it right so yeah. i don't know a single scout pounding the pavement who says geez in on a picks i don't want to go there right and the reason is there's too many competition there's too much competition for these jobs now i will say this though the flip side um the leafs pro scouting department is is pretty lean and um When you don't have picks and you're talking cap and you're talking about asset management and having to maybe find a college guy on the cheap or, you know, find a guy in Europe. Uh, Like right now when they're in Sweden, it's not just about uh, dinners and parties. Like, trust me, their staff that's over there, they're looking at games as well. Like they're, they're touring around doing some things. And we just came out of the Pariah of the Cup and some other different tournaments that have gone on over there at that international break time. So uh, the Pro Scouts, it puts an enormous amount of pressure on them.
0: Hey Jason, last week, uh, speaking of Zadorov, uh, him and his agent strategically leaked out the information while in Toronto. Uh,
4: Never seen that before.
0: <laughs> what does that do to a a, a a a management, a general manager, and his staff when the, when you hear that?
4: Uh, I think it makes them cringe on both sides. So in a perfect world, uh, the Flames and the Leafs, uh, let's just assume they were already having discussions ahead of that being leaked out uh, the way that it was. Um, It makes them cringe because it just, you know, it can drive up the price in our market in Toronto. We've seen this before. Like, I know people think that we just talk, like silly talk sometimes, but when somebody drops a bomb like that in Toronto, the price seems to go up for the Toronto Maple Leafs to acquire a player compared to some other cities. I know that sounds absolutely asinine when I spit it out there, but, you know, people in the league want to drive up the price for the Leafs to acquire an asset of theirs. It happens, guys. So, <laughs> perfect storm of chaos. I don't like it. I like Dan Milstein. Full full, full disclosure, I have, had a, I have a great relationship with Dan, and I know what he's trying to do there, um, but... Uh, I don't like it, and I also don't like the fact that the the Flames players in the room have to carry that. The other guys haven't done that, so I'm I'm not in favor of that.
0: So you don't think it puts any pressure on Craig Conroy to get him out of the room because maybe the players are pissed off at him? Like, you just
4: I think it. I think it does. I I think that we're in a different world, though. I think that. You know, Kipper, think back to like when you were playing, you know, and this happened to Toronto, New York or whatever at a different time in the league. I think that as soon as you get, you stick your neck out on the line like that, you're a cancer and we're getting ready as quick as we possibly can. Nowadays, it's asset management, salary cap structure. You know, what are we getting in return? There's so many moving parts that I think the game's change. I don't listen. It's not sitting well with them. I mean, we're all competitors, right? I don't want some guy that I'd want to war with every night in the National Hockey League pulling the shoot on me. That's a horrible taste in my mouth. So I don't think it sits well with them, but I mean, it is what it is now. It's not perfect, that's for sure. So
1: if it's not Calgary that's going to help out this Toronto Maple Leafs team, do you agree that it is D from somewhere, somehow? Is that what they're hunting for? And any any guys around the league that might stand out to you? I know it's not it's not an easy question, but... Yeah. Give our listeners a name
4: here. You got any fixes
1: for us out there?
4: Ah, <laughs> uh, Tough, Like, okay, so let's let's just be crazy for a second. And it doesn't really fit the bill of uh, of a physical type of shutdown guy. But I'm curious to see how the uh, negotiations play out with Brandon Montour in Florida. We'll see how that goes. Uh, He's a pending UFA. I know Florida is looking to build on their roster that they have right now. Listen, I don't know where we went. To, like, I don't have. I'm not an insider. I'm not privy to things. But the names that I wish we would have been talking about more in July when we convened was, you know, the Susies of the world or the Gutises of the world. These guys, you know, and um, yeah. they would have come at, at a different price at that time, uh, even if you would have overpaid. But four one on Klingberg compared to uh, I think Susie's two nine or something. I'm doing this off the top of my head. It could be wrong. Borny. you probably have it in front of you. But you know, we could have combined. If they would have decided to come, that's a big if. Again, I'm not an insider. But that's the type of thing I would have been aggressively going after, even if I had to overpay by $750 per player, maybe even a mil. Um, I would have added those two guys. So, hey, are they available out there right now? We all know they're not. The, the, the reason the noise is around Calgary as much as it is is because they're pending UFAs. Uh, the teams, you know, in going through a rough patch. Well, they're not just going through a rough patch now. They, they They're lacking identity. And, um, but other than that, geez, I don't know what else is out there. I I don't, I can't, I can't sit here on top of my head and say, yeah, let's go get this
0: guy. Book One name that we've heard out almost since training camp and it's kind of fluctuated in terms of where his value is, is TJ Brody. You know, I think it was Frank maybe suggested there might be Mm -hmm. a scenario where he could be bought out early in the year. I didn't see it. I still see value there. I think he'd be a a great pickup for any team that needs that type of look for 18 20 minutes a night. There's still value there. We don't necessarily see him long-term resigning here, but could you flip his money out for a grittier horse? One for one cash in cash out?
4: Unlikely. I don't I don't I don't see it happening. You know, I just uh, I wish I I see the premise because you know, guys like even like a, I'm just, I'm just trying to think of veteran guys in the league I'm, and I'm not, but I'm so like a McDonough in Nashville, if they're not, uh, you know, if they're not um, a playoff team, like just guys that, that might be able to come in and play, you know, a little bit different than Brody. The one thing with Brody guys is that I actually think he's dumbed down his game a bit to start the year this year. He's a little bit more composed, playing more between the dots in the defensive zone, not jumping out and kind of, uh, uh, running out of gas, if you will, like not chasing the play as much. So I find like he's made some adjustments. And and the the real thing here is that, again, when you break it down, his adjustments and where he sits right now compared to where you go shop, is it that much of an upgrade? And, and right now I don't see it. I, I guess we'd have to circle back. I think we're going to be circling back on this for the next three weeks pretty religiously because this stretch of games coming out of Sweden after this, they're, they're having meetings right now. They're having resets. They're looking at things. They're practicing. They're taking all stock of what they have and what they want. They kind of already know what they want, but uh, it's going to play playing out pretty aggressively when they get back in the next two weeks, especially if a team like Calgary over their next five games goes like one and four.
0: Great stuff, Boog. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for doing this.
4: Anytime, fellas. Have a great day today.
1: Thanks, Books. Appreciate right. it. Does Book get day his Mark. own music when he, he just leaves? gets one guitar riff. Da-na-na-na-na.
0: <laughs> Derek's just, like, itching to get us off the air, I think. Got a box of 10 bits he's looking to get maybe, to. Maybe Book, we should get music for Book.
1: Just a single, yeah. I don't something. Think. I actually like if but people can Doug have McClain individual goal jealous. songs in Buffalo, we can do it for guests. Yeah. Yeah, I
2: just Doug, Doug would get jealous. For sure. I love books, but you make me sad.
1: Yeah, I didn't. You don't feel better about things?
2: Okay. No, oh, uh, it's, just, it's do, a wake-up call.
0: Do you think? It's a wake-up call oh, for Leafs? You you Leaf didn't like? The fact that he said with without assets moving forward, this is maybe go big or go home time for the Toronto Maple Leafs in the next couple of years. And even if you go big after that, you're going to go home. You're, 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 you're eventually over, going home. <laughs> yeah. It's just how big you go before that. Kind, yeah. when, I, when, I, when he said it and I looked over at you, you kind of went white a little bit. Yeah, Hey. It's hot in here. I should be going red. <laughs> Did that surprise you a little bit to hear him talk about yeah. lack of assets, setting well,
2: them up for? I just don't like. I just. I'm trying not to look about. Think about five years from now. Thinking about the least being good in the next couple here. But yeah, it's. it's crazy how time, not fast time goes. A sports
1: fan anymore? Eh? just to focus on the good hockey no. team you have. Well, are they? Well, whatever. There.
0: Okay. All right. Give us an update. Uh, on uh, the global series between Detroit and Ottawa because the Leafs Ooh. are sitting back saying, hey, we got Detroit tomorrow. We'll, uh, beat the crap out of each other for a few more minutes. With one minute to go, it is still 4-4. Oh, Ottawa
3: on a power play, it, see, it The looks Leafs like. are
0: loving that. All right, we're back after these words for our national hour.